Gospels where uh, uh, the people came to Christ and they said, look, the people are hungry and, and there's a whole pile of them and, and we don't have no food. And, and, uh, uh, and Jesus looks at him and says, uh, uh, what are we going to do? And then it says this, for he already knew what he was going to do. What's that mean? There's no problem you'll ever face that God already doesn't know the answer for. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to believe him that he can do the impossible. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm about ready to preach that message over again. Amen. Amen. But I can't do it this Mother's Day, and I want to preach this morning on a great woman. A great woman. Take your Bibles and turn with me to 2 Kings chapter number 4. Uh, very quickly, uh, very quickly, uh, I'm not going to preach long. Uh, uh, Tammy's going to buy my dinner today since it's Mother's Day. And uh, uh, we're going to just enjoy ourselves today. Second Kings chapter number 4. Uh, uh, boy, isn't it good to be saved? Amen. Man, I tell you what, I thank God for his blessings this morning. Second Kings 4, I want you to stand with me. And uh, we're going to read just a few verses here this morning. And uh, I want to preach a little while on the subject, a great woman. Second Kings 4, verse number 8. Are you there? Say amen. The Bible says, And it fell on a day that Elisha passed to uh, uh, Shunem, and there was a great woman. There was a there was a great woman. And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was, as oft as he passed by, he turned in thither to eat bread. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that he came thither, and he turned into the chamber and lay there. And he said unto Gehazi, his servant, Call this Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all this care. He's saying, look, you've been good to us. You've been good to us. What can we do for you? What is to be done for thee? Wouldest thou be spoken for, uh, uh, for to the king or to the captain of the host? And she answered, I dwell among my own people. She said, I'm all right. I don't, I don't have no need. Uh, and he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, uh, let me say this, let me say this. Uh, the Bible says, be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, we always use that connotation for sin, and you can't apply that for that, because what you sow in sin, you're going to reap. The Bible says, he that soweth of the flesh shall reap of the flesh corruption. Say amen. Yeah. But that's not what that, that verse is implying, because he's applying the fact that when you are good to God's people, God is going to be good to you. Amen. Listen, the prophet was not satisfied with the fact that she says, I'm okay. He said, oh, no, you don't understand. When you are good to God, God is not going to be mauled. God is going to be better to you. Yeah. Hallelujah. What do we need to do then? Gehazi said, verily, she hath no child, and her husband is old. In that day, in, in that uh, 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 tradition, uh, we find that barrenness was tied to uh, uh, being disgraced. It was not a disgrace because children are a heritage of the Lord. Children are given by God. Uh, it's not a disgrace, but they counted it as a disgrace to be without children. And so the prophet says, well, then you're going to have a child. He says in this verse 16, 
He said, About this season, according to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. Now, she's not being, uh, uh, she's not being disrespectful, disrespectful in this statement. There was a simplicity in that day. They just said what was there. Basically, what she is saying in our day, she's saying, Are you serious? He said, You're going to have a baby. Are you serious? Are you serious? This is what he says. The woman conceived and bare a son at that season, and Elisha had said at that Elisha had said unto her, according to the time of life. And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers, and he said unto his father, My head, my head. He had a sunstroke that was very common in that day. And he said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And all the women understand that phrase right there. If there is anything wrong with Junior, Daddy always says, Take him to his mama. Am I right? Now listen, ladies, y'all didn't shout loud enough on that one. There is something about a mama that a daddy just can't handle. When something happens to them little people, uh, there is something about a mama. Listen, there is some kind of antibiotic in the slobber of a mama. So when the mama kisses it, it always fixes it. Amen. I'm preaching now. Take her to, listen, take him to his mama. Take him to his mama. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. She called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses that I may run to the man of God and come again. Oh, uh, mm, 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 mm. He said, why are you doing that? Because I know where I'm going. Amen. And he said, wherefore wilt thou go to him today? See, he don't even know the child's dead. She didn't even tell him the child was dead. It is neither new moon or Sabbath. And she said, it shall be well. In other words, everything's going to be all right. Then she saddled an ass and said to her servant, drive and go forward. Slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. She said, you just, hey, don't worry about the rider. You just get the donkey going. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel and came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off that he said to Gehazi's servant, Behold, yonder is that Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered. And she answered. Come out a great woman. She answered. Everybody at one time. It is well. It is well. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the scriptures. Thank you for your mercy and grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated. Man, I love the Word of God. The Word of God is so encouraging. It's so inspiring. It's such a blessing when you read it. You always want to try to be timely in your messages. You want to try to... Uh, 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 apply what you are learning and apply what you see to the time at hand. We know it's Mother's Day, and I wanted to preach on mothers. And, and uh, I, I was looking through this particular portion of Scripture and chapter, and, uh, and, and the phrase that jumped out at me, uh, where was a great woman? A great woman. What constitutes, uh, listen, what constitutes a great woman? Uh, what does a great woman have? Yes, one man. What does a great woman have? He said a tattoo and a Harley. Amen. Now, I don't think that'll work. Say amen. Uh, I need to quit polling men and start reading the Bible. Amen. 
What does the Bible say about a great woman? Do you know the world says all kinds of things? Uh, Cosmopolitan magazine says all kinds of things. And, 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 and listen, all these other areas that the world says it makes a great woman, all that junk is hogwash. But let's look in this chapter, let's look in this particular portion of Scripture and find out what does God think a great woman has? What does this woman have that, that, that makes her great in this particular chapter? Number one, number one, if you're taking notes, I promise you I'm going to be quick this morning. Uh, number one, I want you to see this, this great woman. Number one, I want you to see the furnishings she supplied. Write that down quickly. The furnishings she supplied. And this is very important. I want you to get this. Uh, uh, we find that there was a prophet that would go uh, from Samaria to Mount Carmel, and in that traveling back and forth from Samaria to Mount Carmel, uh, they were right in the middle, basically in between the travelings from uh, Samaria to Mount Carmel. And this man of God, this prophet, would travel back and forth in his ministry duties and his ministry responsibilities and, and the, the, the classes that he was teaching with the school of the prophets there and, and, and find out this woman constrained him to come in and eat bread. She wanted to be good to the man of God. She wanted to take care of the man of God. It is possible, it is possible that this woman uh, was very familiar with the widow of Sarepta, the woman that, listen, who took care of God's man, Elijah, and made him bread first, and then God took care of her the rest of that drought, the rest of that famine, and she knew there's something about being good to God's man. She said, let's invite him in and let him have bread. Well, uh, in that invitation, we find he came in and partake of the supper. He took and was involved in that situation and, uh, and, and very, very much enjoyed himself to the point that every time he passed by from then on, he would stop in the place. Now, I was reading this. I was reading this, and I said, God, now what makes a great woman? What makes a great woman? And, and this came out to me. The furnishings she supplied. What did she furnish in this situation? What did she furnish and supply that made her a great woman? A, write this down. I want you to see the atmosphere that was conducive. She furnished an atmosphere in her home that was conducive. The word conducive means to promote or to involve, to promote something. She had an atmosphere that produced miracles in that place because something happened that was an impossibility that should not have ever been able to happen, but it was the atmosphere that she furnished that brought the miracle into the home. Now, I want to preach just a moment. Ladies, y'all perk up and listen. Uh, you young ladies, y'all really, really perk up and listen. If you ever want to be married and be happy at it, uh, you need to really think about what I'm fixing to say. You create the atmosphere in your home. I know sometimes the man is a jerk. I know sometimes the man ain't got no sense. I know sometimes he's a grump when he comes home from work. But I guarantee you this, the atmosphere that you create in your home will be detrimental to your marriage. It'll be detrimental to your children. It may affect the way he comes home from work. Amen. The atmosphere. 
She created and furnished an atmosphere in her home that made the want that, listen, the man of God want to stop at her place. He wanted to spend time in her home. Boy, wouldn't it be great if all the mamas in this place, if all the wives in this place would, listen, put an atmosphere in their home and create and furnish an atmosphere in their home that God wanted to stop by and meet with them. Hallelujah. Listen. I, I, I put a sub-point under the sub-point because it was there. Amen. Number one, if you're, if you're, listen, what kind of atmosphere does she produce? A calming atmosphere. A calming, peaceful atmosphere. Now, ladies, let me give you a hint. And, 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 and a lot of y'all know this because a lot of the ladies are in the workforce as much as the men are, so, so you should recognize this. But you're still, you're still responsible for the atmosphere in the home. Uh, the world that we live in is dog-eat-dog world. It's kill or be killed. It's eat or be eaten. It's, it's, it's whatever you got to do to get ahead. Amen? And I mean people will put you down, people will do whatever it takes. And I mean there is so much pressure to pay the bills. There's so much pressure to provide the living. Uh, and like I said, I wanna, uh, we're, it's harder to preach in the day we're living in because both people are out in that workforce. And so maybe it would be easier to understand this. Uh, listen, when the man comes home, he's done been out in that all day long. He's doing everything he can and under the pressure of the job, under the pressure of there. And he comes home. He doesn't need to be greeted at the door by a nag. He ain't getting fed today. Say amen. Yeah. A nag. But you're supposed to talk good about the mamas today. I'm just preaching the book. I just want a nag. What is a nag? I looked that word up. Mm-hmm. It's got a definition. One said an old horse. I said, I don't think that one will work for this one. So I went to definition two amen a nag did you did y'all put that there you coward you didn't put it on there amen he's oh yeah you know i was gonna read it watch this what is a nag a nag is one that finds fault incessantly did you take out the trash did you take your shoes off did you wipe your feet at the door you're driving too fast. You're driving too slow. Nah, 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 nah. Mm. <laughs> Come on. You don't do that because you're afraid she's going to beat you up. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I have that fear myself. Amen. <laughs> but you know what? And, 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 and men, we, we can nag too. That's right. Amen. These All oh, the ladies are chiming in now. They have awoken. Amen. That's God. Y'all didn't like it. Amen. Yeah. Biscuits are too doughy. Ain't no gravy. Hot gravy ain't hot. Man, what? How, this meat gets so tough. Do you have to run the cow down? I mean, you know. Couldn't you vacuum the floor? I mean, my goodness. And don't even realize there's four monkeys running around every time they mop the floor. They come by anyhow and spread dirt. They don't understand that. But nag, 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 nag. I'm just preaching the gospel. I don't know. 
Listen, that creates an atmosphere in the home. When you're finding guilt and finding guilt and finding guilt, the person you are nagging is going to develop a complex to the point that they're going to feel like there is nothing they can do right. You didn't think you'd hear this on Mother's Day, did you? I didn't think I'd be saying this on Mother's Day. But I'm, de- I, I, I'm, I'm dealing with people. I'm, I'm counseling with people that their whole life, nothing was right. Nothing was right. Nothing was good enough. Nothing was good enough. And you know, listen, in that situation, they have developed such a critical spirit that they're critical about everything and everybody now because their whole life they were nagged to the point. Amen. Amen. You say, well, 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 it's him. Well, it's her. Well, it's it. Somebody got to take the lead. Sooner or later, somebody's got to say, hey, I want to start affecting the atmosphere in my home. Ladies, ladies, when he comes home, don't look like an old hag and be a nag. Say amen. Especially if you work at the office. You know why? Because all them secretaries, they wear a skirt about this big. They put on and dude up for everything in the world. I mean, they look like they come out of Cosmo magazine. They do all this stuff. Now, I'm not, I'm not promoting anything. I'm just telling you the facts. Everywhere they go, they see this stuff, and they don't need to come home to see flannel pajamas and hair that looks like Phyllis Diller or Phil Spector. Say amen. amen. Have you seen that dude lately? Phyllis, can you imagine a child from Phyllis Diller and Phil Spector? God help us all. I mean, that child would be born with an afro. Say amen. They don't need to see that. Amen. I'm I'm helping people. I know you don't like this, but I'm telling you. Listen, you say, you are not talk like this. This is Mother's Day. Well, when there's a 50% divorce rate in the church, we got to start talking about it. Amen. Amen. It's amazing to me. Listen, women will go and they'll, they'll dress up for everything in the world to go out into the workplace so everybody else can see them and what they should not be wearing. Come home and they'll wear pajamas up to their neck. Yeah. I'm preaching. Come on. And then just won't nag everything. No wonder you don't want to come home. Are we... Are we furnishing an atmosphere in our home that gives a common effect where that person see this this brings this brings a whole point listen which brings us to the next one and and i'll share that with you she she furnished an atmosphere where the man of god wanted to be there now we're talking about children you ever wondered why kids get to a certain age and they don't never want to come home they want to be everywhere but at home could it be it's because of the atmosphere we've created in the home? Amen. Listen. A common atmosphere. Not only a common atmosphere, but number two, a compelling atmosphere. You know what? I want... There should be an atmosphere at home on both sides, men and women. Listen, the wife should not be able to wait for the husband to get home and the husband shouldn't want to wait till he could get home that's the way it's supposed to be that's the way it's supposed to be 
<laughs> Bruce, there was some fellas in the coon club. There's some fellas in the coon club. Wilt made the, the suggestion. Wilt made the suggestion. Listen, during the summertime, you know, it's so hot, people can't coon hunt. Let's just cut out the, the club night, which it, club night is this. Everybody comes, and the old people stay and tell lies about the dogs, and the young people go out and hunt the dogs. Amen? Now, I'm, like, kind of in between. I still like to hunt, but I enjoy listening to the lies being told about the dogs. And I'm almost getting as good as they are. Say amen. And eat hot dogs and all that. Well, anyhow, that's all it is. And, 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 and we'll say, why don't we just quit doing it? And some of them say, wait a minute. Then I'll have to stay home. I thought to myself, dear God, is it that bad? Amen. But you know what? In some places it is. But this great woman, she, she furnished an atmosphere in her home that had a calming effect. Not only that, it had a compelling effect. I promise you this. I promise you this. Your kids are going to grow up. There's going to come a time that you wish to God they would come and see you, but they don't want to. Amen. What does that mean? Let's not be a nag. Men, don't be a nag. Ladies, don't be a nag. Let's be an encouragement. Do you know the Bible talks about a wise woman? It talks about a foolish woman, a great woman, a wise woman. The foolish woman uh, 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 spoke to Job. Job says, tells his wife, look, you speak as a foolish woman speaketh. But then in Proverbs it says, a wise woman buildeth her house. What's that mean? She wants to do everything to build it up and encourage and lift up, not nag and tear it down. Say amen. amen. Listen, she furnished an atmosphere that was conducive. Then, then B, real quickly because i got to get to the other. She furnished accessories that were convenient. She said, let's give the man of God a table. Let's give the man of God a bed. Let's give the man of God a chair. Let's give the man of God a, ca a, a, a candle. Uh, in other words, she did everything she could. She did everything she could to take care of God's man. Because she perceived, she perceived that he was a man of God. Now, I, I promise you, I promise you I'm going somewhere with this. You follow me. She prepared first she perceived that he was a man of God and then she prepared an area and a place for the man of God do you recognize all the ladies in here all the mamas in here all the mothers in here in your doings in your activity in life you are preparing something in your home you're either preparing an atmosphere for miracles or you are preparing an atmosphere for madness one or the other there's, I, 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 I deal with people every week. I deal with people every week where there's squabbles and fighting and carrying on and the parents can't get along with the kids and the kids can't get along with the parents. And listen, they're fighting and fussing and carrying on and doing all kinds of things and there's just, just total anarchy in the home and total madness in the home. It's because of the atmosphere that we have created. Listen, she did everything she could to prepare for the man of God. You know what you can do, mamas? You know what you can do? You need to do everything that you can to get your kids to rub up against the man of God. Let me give you an illustration. You need to do as much as you can to build in your children confidence in the man of God and the house of God. But you know what happens? You know what happens? The man of God gets on your toes. The man of God says something you don't like. The man of God mentions something. He goes a certain way, and all the way home, bless God, I didn't like that. Where did he get that? A Reader's Digest? What's it? Why is he being nosy? I think that was just a little too personal. I don't think Horton went that way. I tell you, I, 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 I. you know what? Your children are listening to every word they're saying. 
And then when little Johnny gets outside and gets in trouble with the law and, listen, does things he should not do and does things that, that, that the mama is trying to tell him not to do, uh, uh, then they run to the preacher and say, Preacher, 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 will you go see Johnny in the jail? When you've done tore down their confidence in the man of God, and when the man of God does go tell them, well, ain't no sense in me listening to you. My parents didn't even like you. That's right. Amen. I'm telling you. I'm probably being a little more frank today than I ought to, but I'm just telling you the truth. You cannot crucify God's man all the way home on Sunday and expect your children to have confidence in him when they have problems and they have issues and they come to him and they have a need. It's not going to happen. And then when you do want him to come and help them, when you do need him to do something for your child, then your child is not going to have any confidence in the preacher and he ain't going to listen to him neither. Amen. You need to do everything you can to promote in that home an atmosphere that's conducive to miracles. Listen, get real familiar. Do everything you can. Do everything you can to get in the house of God. Keep your children in the house. And don't send them. Bring them. Amen. Listen, she wanted to take care of God's man. You know why? She knew where God's man went, blessings went. And you sow what you reap. You take care of God's people and God will take care of you. Listen, every missionary that's come here, every, every singing group that's come here, every evangelist that's come here, every preacher that's come here, we have taken unbelievable care of them. You say, well, are you just wasting money? No, I'm not. I'm sowing seeds because what we sow, we shall reap. And I'm here to tell you, God is good to temple because temple is good to me. Amen. Listen. From the very beginning, Brother Mickle, from the very, very beginning, from the day I came in October 99, Temple has taken unbelievable care of me. They have taken as great of care as they possibly could and sometimes beyond the ability they could. And look what God is doing. Amen. You see these places that are starving the preacher, starving the missionary, doing everything they can to be correct. God's not blessing them. Amen. And God's not going to bless them. But she, listen, she furnished accessories that were convenient. Number two. Number two, watch this. I want you to see the faith that she showed. I want you to see the faith that she showed. It's very important. Not only the, the furnishings she supplied, but the faith that she showed. Do you know what happened? The child that God gave her, the miracle child, the miracle fella, the, the little miracle baby died. Do you know, do you know that difficulty comes to great people? But it's great people that have the ability to rise above their adversity. Watch, watch what happens. I want you to see the faith that she has. This is what makes her a great woman. Not only the furnishing she supplied, but the faith that she showed. As soon, and, 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 and I, I, I'm saying something about this atmosphere for a reason. Because this is where I wanted to go. As soon as the baby died. It's not a baby anymore. So I believe it's a young boy. I believe it's a young boy because it's grown up and it could be out in the field, yet it was still small enough to sit in her lap because she, she was holding that little fella when he died. As soon as it died, as soon as he died, now I want to I show you something. I want to show you what she did. The Bible says, the Bible says in verse 20, are you with me? I'm going somewhere, stay with me. Verse 20, say amen. amen. And when he had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died. Now watch what she did. And she went up and laid him on the bed of what? 
Don't you see her faith? We see her faith, number uh, A. We see her faith in her reaction. In her reaction. Faith is confidence. Faith is a belief. Faith is assurance. Where did she run when she came to adversity? She ran to the place that she had prepared. I got a verse. The Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. It says when he's old, that means he may wobble, he may slide, he may trip up and fall. But I'm here to tell you, you need to have faith in the atmosphere you're creating in your home. Let me tell you something. If all we ever do is nag, if all we ever do is tear down, if all we ever do is criticize, if all we ever do is find fault, if all we ever do is find problems, that atmosphere is going to be in the home. And there is no way in this world when adversity comes that we'll be able to handle it. But if we create an atmosphere in the home, she ran to the place that she had prepared because she had faith in the atmosphere that she had been prepared for the man of God. God, she knew she could go to the one that got her there in the first place. Amen. Are you confident enough in the atmosphere in your home that trouble can come, storms can come, and you know everything's going to be all right? Or is it so rocky in your home? Is it so rough in your home that if anything was to come, it'd blow the house down? She had faith. We see her faith and her reaction. She ran to the man of God. She ran to the place. Listen, she had found help in the first place. Not only do we find faith in her reaction, B, we find faith in her request. She went to her husband. She went to her husband and said, let me go to the man of God. We find faith in her request. She knew where to go. She knew where to go. Hallelujah. Mm. Where do we run when we have problems? Where do we run when we have adversity? Where do we run when things go wrong? Where do we go when, when things mess up? Listen, when things get haywire and the devil turns up the thermostat in our life and the tempting, it gets hot around our... Where do we run when it gets hard? Do we run to the bottle? Do we run to the needle? Do we run to, listen, that person? Do we run to that, 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 that affair? Do we run, listen, to that... that, that are y'all with me? She had faith in the one who had brought the miracle in the first place. We see faith in her reaction, faith in her request. Watch this, I like this. She had faith in her response. She gets there. She gets there and Gehazi says, everything okay? Everything all right with you? Everything all right with your husband? How about that boy? Is everything all right with the boy? And this is what she says. What did she say? What did she say? It is well. You know, what, you know what it takes to be able to say that? Faith. I had probably, I had probably 20 years of my life taken from me yesterday. I don't, I don't know. I can't think of a time, I may have, but I can't think of a time that I was as scared as I was yesterday. I kissed my wife. She was in the parking lot. They were fixing to go to Sam's to get some stuff for the church and had all the monkeys in there with her. 
I reached in through the window and kissed her and said, I'll see you in a little bit. And she pulled out. Pulled out of the parking lot. I walked on that sidewalk. I, I got about to there with uh, Brother Lawrence out there on the track there. And I just, I just heard a noise. And I turned to my right. And right in that intersection right over there where the, where the what do you call that? The, the turnaround or the, the, the turning lane or whatever that is right there. I see a van the same color as mine flipping in the air. She just left. She just pulled out. I said, oh, my God, that's my van. Brother Mickle, I ran as hard as I could run. As hard as I could run. Dad was behind me. I, I, I didn't have, Brother Kenneth, I didn't have the guts to look in the window. For some reason, I kept looking at the tire, and it was just, it, 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 it was just, it was, seemed to be the same time. I could hear screaming. I thought it was one of my kids screaming. And I ran and I finally got to the van and I seen there was an elderly couple in there. And actually, there was five elderly people in the van. And it was just like I just almost passed out. And I thought it was them. You know, times in our life we're going to face. Are we going to be able to say it's well? Everything's okay. My uncle, he passed away yesterday. The one that I went to see in Atlanta, he died yesterday morning. God's going to give my Aunt Connie grace. But when you face situations like this, are you going to be able to say, it is well? You know the only way you're going to be able to do that? It's not going to be through any counseling. It's not going to be through any, any advice you get from dear Abby. It's going to be coming from faith. And the one who brought the miracle in the first place. Amen. She knew it was a miracle that he ever even got to this world. And if God could do that, God could bring him back. She said, as well. Last of all, mamas, please pay attention to this one. Please pay attention to this one. What was number one? She was a great woman, but because of the Say that with me. Because of the furnishing. And number two, because of the faith she showed. The faith she showed. But this is very important. Every mama needs to understand. And you, and you, you, you already probably have this in your, in your mentality and in your character. I want you to see this. Number three, the fortitude that she sustained. The fortitude she sustained. How many of y'all mamas in the house? Raise your hand. You're a mama. You got a little monkey. All right? Raise it real high. Don't be ashamed. Amen. I seen some out there. I don't know what that means. Amen. Look, how many of y'all know that the Bible says the devil is as a roaring lion roaming about seeking whom he may devour? How many of y'all have ever, how many have ever uh, uh, seen uh, National Geographic? Anybody seen National Geographic? Anybody got the Wildlife Channel or the, or the, or the Animal Planet or, or whatever? How many y'all seen? How many y'all see them lions in 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 the, in the grass, and they they sneaking up on the the zebra tribe, yeah. zebra herd, zebra tribe, whatever. <laughs> tribe of zebras, amen. <laughs> that lion sneaking up on them. You know he's not after that adult. He's after that baby zebra. Yeah. 
Because the baby zebra is easy prey. But do you know what that mama zebra will do? It'll herd that baby zebra to the middle of the tribe. And that mama zebra will kick the teeth out of that lion when he comes around. I need a witness. Now, you need to understand something. Mamas can do, I, I was sitting, oh, I'm going to be in trouble for this one. I was sitting on the bleachers, enjoying a ball game. My daughter was out there, Jordan was out there playing, and Tammy was beside me, and, and uh, we was just enjoying the ball game. And, and, and one of our other monkeys came around, and, and uh, uh, the other three had been playing over in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the monkey bar section, over in the playground section. Well, one of them came and said, Mama, this other woman either what picked on her or said something or was hollering at one of our kids. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. Uh, there's, a, there's a little cartoon called Shrek, and this w beautiful woman turns into this horrid green monster. <laughs> and I'm enjoying the game, eat my popcorn, and all of a sudden, when, 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 when one child says to mama that another child is being assaulted by another parent, this beautiful woman begins to metamorphose into this green monster. She, she says, say what? I bless God. I, I looked at church members that were sitting with me. I'll be right back. <laughs> I mean, she's rolling up sleeves and stuff. I mean, I don't know what that means. Amen. I've learned this. Don't you mess with a mama's monkey. Amen. I mean, they'll claw your eyeballs out. They'll beat you to death. That's why you can't holler at no child but your own on the ball field. Throw the ball. And if it's that, that mama's baby, don't you holler, my boy. <laughs> Tell him to throw the ball in. Amen. I mean, they get personal. Brother Ronnie, am I telling the truth? Would I get personal with you? Uh, uh, hello. Hello. Brother Smith, would, would I get personal? I mean, they'll get sideways. It don't. Now, look. We know that in the physical realm. Why are we not that serious about them in the spiritual realm? Amen. Why were we be so protective of them physically. I mean, to the point, we are just critical about what they eat. We're critical about this hygiene, blah, blah, blah. I mean, we, we make them brush their teeth four times a day. Da, 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 da. But then we won't invoke the spiritual. What good is it if they go to hell with every tooth in their head? Well, I just don't feel like I ought to push them. I don't think I ought to make them. I don't think I ought to... Man, that's crazy. As long as they're in my house eating my groceries, are you with me? Sucking in my air conditioner that I'm paying for. They're going to church. Well, I'll tell you what, I don't believe in that. I don't, you can believe what you want to. They're not your children. But I guarantee, well, I don't see how that could happen. Dad, as long as we were in your house, where did we go on Sunday? Went to church. Where are we going Sunday night? Where are we going Wednesday night? 
as long as we was there. See, that's why the prodigal went to a far country, because he couldn't do it at home. Well, don't we need more parents like that? Don't you see the fortitude in this woman? And I said all that to say this, because mamas, Satan's after your children, and you're going to have to show some fortitude. You know what she told that servant? Watch this. A, write this down. Don't you see the fortitude in her determination? She said, servant, you get, you get me on the back of that, that donkey, and let's ride. Don't you worry about me. Don't you worry about the rider. Don't you worry. You just, you just ride on. Let's get down to where we go. That's the kind of determination we need in our children, no matter what it takes, no matter how uncomfortable we get in the situation. Do you know sometimes life is going to be uncomfortable when it comes to dealing with our children? We're going to go through pain. I seen a shirt that said, when children are small, they step on your toes, and when they get grown, they step on your heart. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And there's going to become times when you're going to have to do some things that are uncomfortable. But you need to be determined no matter how difficult it gets, no matter how painful it gets, you're going to make it for your children. We see the fortitude in her determination. She said, ride, son, ride. Don't you stop till we get to the man of God. Then B, you see the fortitude in her demeanor. The Bible says, the Bible says when she got to the man of God, and she got to the man of God in verse number 27. Verse number 27. And when she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. Listen, how serious are you about your children? Babies are cool, ain't they? I see one of them little yo-yos out there. I see, I see Papa holding, holding little. Which yo-yo you got, the girl or the boy? The girl. I should have known with all that hair sticking out there. Amen. And that's another person you don't mess with either is the grandparents. They'll beat you to death too. But you see them little people? Aren't they worth doing whatever it takes? She caught him by the feet. She was so serious about her need. And then the Bible says this. The prophet said, Gehazi, you go and lay the staff on him. She said, uh-uh. Still got him. She says this, and this, this brings us to, this brings us to uh, 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 sub-point C. Not only do we see the fortitude in her determination, we see the fortitude in her demeanor, but watch this. The fortitude in her decision. She's got him by the feet. He says, Gehazi, you go and you, you do such and such. And this is what she says. She, this is what she says. What verse is it? 28? 30? Put, put, put verse 30. Watch this here. Watch this here. Verse number 30. And the mother of the child, when he sent the servant, the mother of the child says, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. No. No, you can send your servant if you want to. But if you want me to turn loose your ankles, you're coming with me. I'm going to be on you like a wart on a frog. I'm not moving till I get what I came after. Preacher, what are you saying? 
There's going to be times you're going to have to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. There's going to get, listen, there's going to be times your children are going to get stupid on you. I mean, they're going to lose their mind and go crazy. And you're going to have to pray. You're going to have to stay with them. You're going to have to fortitude to stick with them. It doesn't matter what they do. It doesn't matter where they go. They are still yours. And you have to have the kind of fortitude. It doesn't matter. I'm sticking with them. It doesn't matter. I'm going to pray for them till I pray through. Till I get a breakthrough. I'm going to stay with it. I'm going to stay with you. I'm a mama and I ain't going nowhere. Son, man of God, you can do what you want, but I ain't leaving until you do something for me. I'll tell you, sometimes being a great mama is going to take a lot of fortitude. Because see, when they get this age, right here, don't they look adorable? That's just a facade. They're wicked. I mean, they just, they got problems. I know they look pretty. They, they just, just look adorable. But the Bible says foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. It is. It's there. It just ain't come out yet. These people right here drive you crazy. Because they are just getting in that stage, they know everything. Everything. They know everything. And it'll drive you crazy. Brother Michael, I said, the older I get, the, the smarter my dad gets. Amen. And it's going to take some. But you know what? When that man of God came, he touched that child and raised that child. And that mama got that child back. You know what? There's some mamas in here. Your children are somewhere. They're not where they're supposed to be. Maybe spiritually they're dead, just like this little boy. You know what you need to do? You need to take hold of, listen, the promises of God. You need to start creating, even if you didn't before, maybe the atmosphere you created run them to where they are now. Listen, you're still breathing. There's still a chance. You start creating in your home an atmosphere of love, an atmosphere of calmness, an atmosphere of peace, an atmosphere that's compelling. Listen, and do everything you can to hold on to the fact that God can do anything. And don't never turn loose of that. Show some fortitude. Say amen. Dear Heavenly Father, I know, I know we have an enemy. 